Tea Time. This is a weekly pop culture podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kate Hallowell. And I'm Amelia Wedemeyer. And today we're checking in with people's sexiest man alive. Um, <laughs> the Princess Switch switched again. And why the heck Taylor Lautner isn't in the new Shark Boy and Lava Girl movie? You Just can tell you- Amelia wrote that question. <laughs> That's a uniquely Tea Time intro right there. That's just our whole brand. Yeah. Um, <laughs> speaking of the brand, follow us on social media, please. It's the brain of Amelia Wedemeyer, which we all need more of in our lives. On Twitter, we're at Tea Time underscore 33. And then on Instagram, we're at Tea Time Pod. All right. Before we get into the show, let's take a quick break. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Okay, super fun category to start with. I'm really excited. Tea Time is checking in with People's Sexiest Man Alive, which was announced last night, two nights ago, sometime this week. We made a lot of predictions because I falsely told my co-host that this was being announced next week. So we're going to talk about who we thought was going to be the sexiest man alive and then go through some of people's choices because, you know, they don't just name one. They bring out a bunch of categories. The people vote. So let's (laughs) go through it. First off, Kate, do you want to give a congrats to the real winner? I do. Sexiest man alive 2020 is none other than Michael B. Jordan. And just an objectively correct choice, first of all. (laughs) Just right off the bat, I have to say, Liz and I both went through stints where we were Bill's assistant. I currently am, which meant that we brought his guests in whenever he would have celebrity guests on his podcast. And I cannot remember a male guest that made as much of a flurry among the ringer women when he came onto the lot as Michael B. Jordan. There were people, I won't name names, but Jordan Liggins was sitting outside (laughs) hoping to catch catch us. She was like casually working outside one day. I was like, hmm, weird, weird choice. Uh, People were like stationed across the lot to see him when he came in. It was a big deal. I can think of two instances where there's been a BS podcast guest that I have like made like rounds past Bill's office just to like, you know, walk by. Michael B. Jordan was one of them. I actually was surprised. I'm shocked that he has not been named this in the past. This is such an easy choice. Like it's easy in the best way. Like he is people's sexy, the people's sexiest man that I cannot believe this hasn't happened. Yeah, I agree. I this was my thing. I was surprised about this choice because it one, it just kind of seemed too obvious to where like right. you're right. He had he should have won it before. And I kind of yeah. thought if he hadn't won it before, then like he just wasn't quite what they were looking for, which is wrong. And also I was like, what has he done this year? Because usually when yeah. they pick these things, it's someone who has really been in the news, who has had some right. huge project. You know, it was The Rock. It was Blake Shelton when he was like the voice. <laughs> you know, it, it was John Legend. And it's usually like tied to someone who's just been in the news a ton and had a really big year. Mm-hmm. So when it was Michael B. Jordan, I was like, what was he in this year? However, 2020 has had like three movies. So true. all Michael B. Jordan has done, which they say in his uh, profile, is he's donated to charities. He has been at home as all the responsible celebrities have been doing (laughs) and like sitting at home, donating to charities and being hot is just like peak 2020. Uh, (laughs) So I'm, I apologize to Michael B. Jordan for thinking that it wouldn't be him uh, (laughs) because that's all you have to do in 2020. And he did it. And that's great. Happy for him. Each year grows more and more embarrassing that Blake Shelton was named. (laughs) (laughs) 
That's okay, any year. <laughs> anyway, okay. So let's go to some of the people we thought were going to be named the sexiest man of 2020. <laughs> so got to give a quick shout out to our producer. Kaya, you can jump in if you'd like, but I'm going <laughs> to say who you thought it was going to be, which is <laughs> Dr. Fauci or Sean Mendez. <laughs> a good so, one. The, just the spectrum of 2020 runs from Dr. Fauci to Sean Mendez. Yeah. I really thought I was <laughs> on to something with Dr. Fauci. I thought, I thought you a were. good choice. Because so. you were. Yeah. Yeah. I Listen, actually have, a man of the moment, you know, he yeah. who has had a bigger year. Totally. Um, I was thinking Chris Cuomo, John King, obviously a big CNN gal. I thought Jason I thought you Derula. said, I thought it was Joey King for a second. I was like, Joey King. <laughs> that would be cool. A little switch up. I don't yeah. know. She's also promoting some here. like kissing booth three. I don't know. <laughs> um, also thought Jason Derulo because he's like all over TikTok. I thought Chance the Rapper maybe. Patrick Mahomes, the athlete, not to flex on my sports knowledge, um, <laughs> or Dan Levy, who was in Schitt's Creek. is like big actor this yeah. year. And a lot of these people were in the issue. So this yes. is, we actually had a lot of good guesses in terms of who would be included because yes. like we said, they have a lot of like little sexy participation trophies to hand out. Yes. <laughs> um, my predictions for the cover, as you know, I'm just too online. Uh, and sure. sometimes I think that the people who are talked about online are the people that the rest of the world is also obsessed with, which actually Michael B. Jordan's just a a peak internet boyfriend. So actually I do. I think I was on the right track. I thought it would be a Chris. I thought Evans and Pine both had a shot because they both, obviously Chris Evans very politically active uh, Mm. this year. And then Chris Pine has Wonder Woman coming out in Christmas. Mm. So I thought maybe he had a shot. Keanu Reeves was a long shot just because he would never agree to this, I don't think. But I think he's overdue. He won a long, long time ago. Uh, But let's bring it back. He was also included in the sexiest happily settled guy, which was Love a people that. category. So he he did get um, a he small got trophy. he got something in there. Uh, yeah, yeah. And then I said Robert Pattinson, who I also don't know if he would be into this. Like seeing um, Robert Pattinson in twenty twenty doing like a people shoot just seems yeah. like a weird fit. But maybe next year when he's Batman, yeah, promoting that. Yeah, um, I thought I was like, you know, what? let's just give it to Brad Pitt again. Twenty twenty is kind of a throwaway yeah. year, so like, just give it to him again. Like, sure, sure. It, he hasn't had it in like what. 10 years. Give yeah, it to him. Say, it's there are a lot of repeats yeah. in that list over time, over the decades. Sure. Exactly. He's still sexy. And then I also thought uh, Barack Obama because he has a new book coming out. And also I was thinking, you know, kind of to rub it in someone's face. I was literally just thinking yep. that. You know, the Do ultimate you know? <laughs> middle fingers up to the year 2020 to Donald Trump is like, not only are you the least sexiest man, probably. Right. <laughs> Your nemesis is yeah. the sex. I mean, they really yeah. missed out on that. And honestly, I, I'm surprised that none of the four years that that turd was in the White House, that we didn't get like a, a fake sexiest man alive from whoever yeah. was the press secretary being like, yeah. actually, um, it, it, they tallied the votes and they were wrong and it was actually our <laughs> right. president. Maybe maybe that those tweets are incoming today. It's pretty Let's fresh. hope. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I agree. On, actually, I agree on Obama. If anyone saw right? the video of him shooting that three in the oh. gym and then walking away, like Did that's I your ever. submission reel right there. <laughs> right? Sexiest man also, FYC. That, exactly. And then also... How pissed do you think Nick Jonas was that he didn't get it? Because they have given it to voice guys. Literally, I I calculated. Uh, It's not like, whoa, a a huge stab, but it's almost one third of the time. It was three out of the last 10 years has gone to a voice guy. Right. It was Adam Levine, Blake Shelton, and John Legend, right? Yep. Right. Yeah. So how pissed? Because you know that little turd is thirsty. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Nick Jonas definitely wants this. Of all the Jonas Brothers, though, I don't know. Not no, me, Joe obviously Jonas, not Kevin. But. Oh, yeah. yeah. Joe Jonas is obviously the <laughs> yeah. front runner in that family. But yeah, I think Nick Jonas fancies himself the sexiest man alive. Yeah. So I'm you sure know each he year does. he grows more and more angry. Exactly. Okay, let's go through some of these, like, like Kate said, like weird participation trophies. People just kind of comes up with other categories. I honestly love this issue of the magazine. Always have. My mom still gets the hard copy, and I comb through this one quite closely. <laughs> so what was the weirdest category for you guys? I'm going to list off a couple. There, there's a lot, a lot to choose from. So they started, there's obviously a lot of quarantine stuff, which is like a given. So there was like sexiest content in quarantine. So that includes Tyler C., Jason Drulo, Sean Mendez, Justin Bieber, and Jake Gyllenhaal. Although I don't know what Gyllenhaal did for us in 
quarantine? I don't know either. You guys have any content that he didn't he do he, that? He did the thing where he had, was doing a handstand. And he had to put a shirt on. Oh right. Do you remember that oh, when he was in sure. the handstand? That was sure. a shame. Odd that he was in there. <laughs> it's all guy. Um, then there was another category that said sexiest guy who entertained us in lockdown, which feels like an identical sentence, just phrased differently. Mm. John Krasinski, Lynn Manuel Miranda, Seth Meyers, and Trevor Noah. So I obviously disagree with about one. Those, that is but- literally everyone I hate in one group. <laughs> Except I don't hate Seth Meyers and Trevor Noah. I'm like whatever on, but that's yeah. an evil group. Yeah. yeah. And then That's a lastly, trigger for Amelia. Um, <laughs> the sexiest happily settled guy. It ultimately went to Ryan Reynolds, which is like, vom. But Keanu Reeves <laughs> is in there. Kevin Bacon, Seth Rogen, and Tom Hanks were the other competitors in that category. My fun. favorite thing is that like, there are so many categories that like, five almost all of these men would fit into like three of these categories like yeah. there's like sexiest international guy which is just anyone not in the u.s that didn't fit into the other categories of course <laughs> it's just like what are we doing here right another right. dumb category was sexiest <laughs> zaddy and they don't even finish Why? the explanation they don't even finish the definition they're like uh, we'll let Merriam webster explain that to you and you're like you're not even going to give us the definition yeah <laughs> and and it could have gone because they also have a sexiest guy who's been like sexy so long it could have been that oh, yeah. but they just they <laughs> right. wanted another category for old dudes and they gave it to friggin john stamos another one of my enemies and i thought we canceled him i'm so over this motherfucking disney bitch <laughs> i just don't <laughs> like him i know amelia i feel like all yeah. of us came up in the wrong era because there's a very large group of people who really are into john stamos and and oh. we don't fall into that we're a little too late no. or something also he's problematic okay yeah yeah. Honestly, several of these zaddies are problematic, uh, yeah. but we don't need to get into it. There's also a category for sexiest man in a mask, which I kind of uh. thought was going to be like costume masks. And then I was like, no, of course, it's I thought it was going to be mass singer. Masks. Right. Oh, mass there singer. were a lot of ways this could have gone, but it's just pictures of men out in the streets in their obviously protective medical masks. Sure. Ben Affleck's on here and they didn't use the picture of him smoking underneath <laughs> his mask, which uh, it just seems like a, a missed opportunity. And then other yeah. than that, you literally can barely tell who these men are because of their masks. So Chris Pine, Sorry. utterly unrecognizable in a bandana. McDreamy honestly looks terrible. He's got just a lot of wrinkles uh, highlighted by his <laughs> mask. And I just am like, I just think we could have done better. Also, Jacob Alordi won. And mm. beat Chris Pine, Hugh Jackman, mm. McDreamy, and Ben Affleck. So very that confusing. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> confusing uh, voting base here. Yes. Yeah. I think this was voted on like publicly. So who knows oh, what, what yeah. the people at large are feeling. I just want a quick shout out to guy who has been sexy so long, they should retire his sexy jersey number. That was one of the categories. That was a mouthful. Yeah. Um, but Brad Pitt won. So there you go. But we also have go. George Clooney. Uh, Denzel Washington, Idris Elba, and a personal favorite of mine, um, Robert Redford. I love this category. Oh, wow. (laughs) That is a good one. Yeah. It's a good one. The sexy jersey number makes me feel weird, but yeah, I agree. (laughs) That was good. Um, Okay, let's move on to the next category. Let's do this week in social media slash not worth the tea. The start of the pod is a little bit COVID focused. I swear we're going to move on to fun stuff, but there's actually some good news um, and it relates to one of our favorites, Dolly Parton. So it turns out that this story is actually kind of like happened back in April that none of us paid attention to. And now because there's all these like really exciting advancements with this COVID vaccine, it's like all up in the news and she's being interviewed all over again. So back in April, Dolly Parton donated a million dollars to the Vanderbilt University Medical Center for COVID research. And then that partially funded the biotech firm Moderna, um, which like is all up in the news these days because they're working on a vaccine. And then now it's like, it's more than 95% effective. There's like all this great momentum happening. Mm -hmm. I'm like freaking following this so closely. I'm like so excited. I know it's still a long ways away. But anyway, Dolly Parton was like, very much responsible for at least a small piece of like the research and the funding that went into this like really exciting like vaccine research. And so, yeah, she's being interviewed all over the place. Also, everybody else should have stepped the fuck up. And right. Yeah. Martin. It, I, I don't know why she's like the one celebrity everyone's highlighting. Like maybe no one else did this. I have no <laughs> idea. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I love that Dolly Parton is our, our like you know, masked hero among this sort of COVID dilemma. But 
Yeah, I'm like, why did we have to rely on Dolly Parton? You know, right, right. why is well, Dolly like, Parton the government? <laughs> I can, yeah, I can think of multiple celebrities that could have maybe have donated more than a million dollars. I don't know. It's just <laughs> odd. Yeah, but anyway, it has like kind of a nice backstory. So like, it's actually started back in 2013. Dolly Parton was in like a very minor car accident, and she became friends with this like very renowned physician and like surgery professor. So hmm. they over the years have been talking about like current events and science and all this other hmm. stuff, and then he was the one that told her that there's like a lot of exciting research happening. And then like, he basically was the cause why she donated. So we got to give a lot of credit, equal credit to this guy. Um, That's great. Yeah. So maybe, maybe she like just is the only celebrity that learned specifically about this initiative. Cause I know all yeah, the vaccines maybe. are like privately funded. Right. So maybe yeah. everyone else just donated their money to the wrong one. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Dolly Parton. Thank you. Jeff Bezos. Yay. Where are you? And yeah. or anybody else, please. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but yeah, go Dolly Parton. Okay. Oh, Dolly. Love her. Next um, another tea time fave. We're stepping away from COVID now and stepping towards Harry Styles, as I prefer to do always. <laughs> uh, Harry Styles was the first man to appear solo on the cover of American Vogue last week. You guys probably saw it. Uh, if you follow me on Twitter, you definitely saw it. And he basically was like in the Highlands, just like wearing these Gucci dresses, like frolicking in ruffles. Mm. Uh, looked great doing it. It was a great profile. And of course, people just can't appreciate fashion because Candace Owens, who is a right-wing pundit and author, tweeted that Harry wearing a dress was a threat to the concept of masculinity. She said, there is no society that can survive without strong men. The East knows this. In the West, the steady feminization of our men at the same time that Marxism is being taught to our children is not a coincidence. It is an outright attack. Bring back manly men. So that just created a whole thing. So people obviously, you know, stepped up to defend Harry and defend the magazine and defend men's right to wear whatever the hell they want. And Logan Paul was among the people that stepped up to defend wow. him. Cannot believe I'm about to say a good word about Logan Paul. I but know. Credit where credit <laughs> is due. He was on his podcast with his just asshole co-hosts. Uh, and they were talking about Harry Styles and his co-hosts are like, you can't actually like be okay with this. And Logan Paul shockingly, very calmly, very steadily was debating these really kind of like asshole co-hosts about like basically like men's right to wear whatever they want. And, you know, what does being manly mean? And it's being comfortable in your own skin and being comfortable with who you are, regardless of what Mm -hmm. people think. And his co-hosts in this video are like, really gaslighting him and being like, why are you getting mad about this? And he's like, I'm not like, I would do this. Like, it's just like a dick thing to think that men can't do this. So it's very weird. A lot of people online were like, why am I agreeing with Logan Paul? I truly never (laughs) thought I would be here. Me either. But my take on this is just like, it's not that deep. You guys, we're not challenging masculinity. We just thought Harry Styles would look hot in a dress. And like, so does Harry Styles. And like, that's it, you know? So yeah, it's simply not that deep. And Logan Paul, you did something right for once. Congratulations. Uh, I can't believe it. <laughs> oh um, my next gosh. One. Okay, so Twitter unveiled a new <laughs> little component uh, to its platform called Twitter Fleets. And it's called this, because not because they bring out like fleets of cars or anything, but it's like a fleeting moment. So you, it's essentially Twitter stories. It's right. Instagram stories, but for Twitter. And it is dumb. I hate it. I used it for the first time yesterday because I was watching. You put? Well, I was watching guys grocery games and sure. I just put a, a a fleeting picture of Guy Fieri because you can do uh, photos. <laughs> you can do just like, you know, the words that create tab on Instagram where you can just like type like I'm feeling really great. Oh, today. yeah, or, yeah. You can do that. You can do video. It's It's literally Instagram stories, but it's so dumb and I'm not going to look at other people's fle- like I don't care. What do you guys think? Every day I become more and more comfortable in my decision that I just have left Twitter in (laughs) the fucking dust. Yeah. This seems so dumb. Why would, I don't know. There's so many other platforms to do that that are like really, I mean, what do I know? Instagram took over the like stories, photos, things, and that became like super popular. So, I mean, I have no idea. But yeah, I just have to say that I've stayed loyal to Snapchat all this time and all of this stuff originated on Snapchat and then everyone else just stole it. Uh, Yeah. True. So sympathy to Snapchat. I do appreciate, I have always liked Twitter better anyway. So I kind of appreciate mm-hmm. that I can just like do everything on Twitter now. But yeah, it's I definitely guess. a ripoff. It's a ripoff of Instagram who ripped off Snapchat. And it just doesn't seem very fair. Right. Amelia, 
as our social media correspondent and like <laughs> right. genius, are no. you going to be using the Twitter fleets for like any tea time content or are we oh, focusing on other efforts? I don't yeah. know. Is that, I don't That's know. That's actually we should... good. I love that. I didn't even think of that. And yes, <laughs> thank let's you. Let's do it. Okay. Let's be hypocritical and do it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I like yeah. our Instagram story so much though. I love the polls. That's I love the like, right. you know, moving the, so at least as long as you keep up the Instagram yeah. content, not to give you a thousand times more work, but. No, I'm no. I just, uh, yeah, I don't think they, but see, I don't think they've ironed out all the kinks because I don't think you can mm. put polls and stuff. Or maybe you can. I Ooh. haven't tried it enough. True. It's just, it's janky True. to me. It doesn't even look good. No offense. Sorry, there's no stickers. Yeah. Okay. It's not yeah. as good as I thought it would be. I thought it would be like yeah. a little like flashier. Like Instagram really yeah. improved the Snapchat stories when they, they stole it. Yeah. And I'm like, Twitter Agreed. needed their own spin on it. And it's kind of just like a less interesting Instagram story. And it's they just, had so much yeah. time to they do that. They had so like, much time. <laughs> That's and Jack bizarre. was just like, uh, okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was busy. He was busy yachting with Beyonce. It's oh, fine. Don't yeah. worry about it. Kill me. Uh, what okay. else is happening in social media? You know, move over beans, TikTok. Here comes cartel TikTok. <laughs> um, okay, sorry. Uh, yes, Liz's favorite TikTok is beans TikTok. Um, yep. Have you guys ever seen that meme where it's like, uh, move over is Xanax. Here comes LSD. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, that's what I feel like this is kind of. Okay. But um, sorry, that was really neither here nor there. But uh, <laughs> yes, I my friend Kelly, shout out to Kelly. I don't think she listens to this podcast, but shout out to her nonetheless, showed me cartel TikTok, which is exactly what you think it is. It's guys who are in the cartel on TikTok. Like there's this one <laughs> TikTok and it's like this chase and it has like over like a million uh, views and they're on this boat, this high speed boat chase and they're yelling in Spanish and they're like, hola. I, sorry. I, I'm oh, using my very limited Spanish. Um, I've actually seen this have video. Have you seen it? And yes, they're being chased by like the Coast Guard or something and they're like faster and then it's um going really fast and then there's waves and you can't hear everything because it's just an intense chase and it's so I, I thought there were going to be guns. It was really scary but really fun. Amelia, you have to be careful on what corners of the internet you find yourself in, okay? I actually, I just looked this up on Twitter. I looked up cartel TikTok as you were talking about it. And all these people are like, I saw one cartel TikTok video. Now the algorithm thinks that I want to see cartel TikTok. Guys! <laughs> all these people are stuck. Somebody goes, I saw one TikTok about being on cartel TikTok. And now I'm seeing TikToks of cocaine. <laughs> yes! Some things are not, no. Some things we just need to leave in their corners I'm surprised the that TikTok hasn't banned this. They're pretty hardcore about stuff. Well, they like take you down girls with bikinis and yet. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, and you see like the drugs piled up and stuff, but they you can't really tell that they're drugs. So it's like, oh, what's inside? Well, it's probably drugs, but we don't know for sure. Okay. Wow. Um, and I then mean, they have you guns. better be careful. Okay. Stick to beans TikTok if you know what's good <laughs> for you. Okay. Um, okay. Lastly, happening on social media is like, Everyone is absolutely shitting on um, oh. the like Rockefeller 30 Rock Christmas tree <laughs> in New York. And it was like, so I guess it travels from somewhere this in this time. It was like, I think upstate New York. And then it's like, you know, propped up. And then it kind of takes a couple days for it to get all fluffed up. And then they decorate it. And then there's this unveiling like two weeks later. Anyway, this tree gets off of the truck and they put it up. And it's literally the most decrepit thing I've ever seen. It has like <laughs> three branches four leaves and like it's all just dusty it just looks like so crinkly um, and bad and everyone was like this is this is it this is 2020 this is exactly what we deserve and then like poor 30 rock like i think the twitter had to be like oh you guys must look so great after a two-day drive huh like just wait till <gasps> oh. i get my lights on <laughs> oh cute or not. i like the sad tree that's cute i kind of like that i'm rooting for know. it it's like the charlie brown tree you like it because there was that owl hiding inside. No, there was a little baby <laughs> owl that they named Rockefeller so that hitched a ride. Cute. And then when they were decorating it, they found the owl. That's, That's actually sweet. extremely cute. That's so sweet. <laughs> Maybe there's hope after all. Yeah. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. 
Sneakers and streetwear are so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Empower. You got money questions like, can I retire early? What are my best savings options? Can I afford to pay for my kid's education? Luckily, Empower has all the answers. With Empower's real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you get clarity on your real-life financial goals. So join 18 million Americans and Empower What's Next. Start today at Empower.com. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Sponsored by Empower, not an endorsement or a statement of satisfaction by a client. Okay. Let's do more Christmas <laughs> content. Let's dive right in to cringe mode. The princess switch switched again. Wow. Um, this is fitting for cringe mode. It mm, is. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> This movie came out today uh, or yesterday, if you're listening, on Friday. And the very first thing on our outline is Liz did not watch the first one. And so she would like us to explain not only the second one, but the first one. Wait, I haven't seen the first one either. You guys. Were you not confused? Yeah, I was confused. I was like, first 35 minutes, I was like, I don't know what's happening. I was like, who is Kevin? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Even go on Wikipedia, just read a little like. That was worse. They switched. They switched, you guys. It was, okay, okay, here we go. I mean, I knew that, but yeah. Okay, sorry. Yes, go. (laughs) I got it. Okay, Okay, the first Princess Switch, uh, starring Vanessa Hudgens, Mm. was just a building block of the Netflix Christmas canon in 2018. Starred Vanessa Hudgens, Stacy, as a baker Mm. from Chicago. She entered a baking competition in the made-up city of Belgravia, where she encountered her princess lookalike, Margaret, this is the Prince and the Popper, but as a Christmas movie. They switch places because Margaret wants some time off from her royal life. She's about to marry this prince. And Stacy, I don't remember why she wanted to switch. I guess she just wanted to be a princess. So they switch lives. <laughs> Margaret, the princess, falls in love with Kevin, who's Stacy's baker friend. Stacy falls in love with Princess Edward, who was supposed to marry Margaret. And then they switch back. Stacy ends up marrying Edward. She becomes a princess. That's the Chicago one. And then Margaret is dating Kevin, the small town baker. So that's the first one. Are you with can me ask, so far? Can I ask one question? Yes. Hit is me. Belgravia um in kind is it is that like a foreign made up country or yes. is that just like a city outside here's, of Chicago? Here's the confusing thing. It's a foreign made up country but there are two. So Margaret is actually the princess the Duchess of Montanaro, which is the, another okay. made up country. Prince Edward is the prince uh, of Belgravia. So when okay. I started watching this one I could not remember that and I was like why are they related? Like why are they both <laughs> Because yes. this, the second movie is all about how Margaret is going to be queen of Montanaro. And then when they were introducing the other prince, I was like, why isn't he king? And why isn't right. the other? But it's two different countries, two different made up right. countries. Okay, okay. so Ooh. 2020, they switch again. Uh, in the <laughs> sequel to the first film, there's a third Vanessa Hudgens that mm. enters the party. Uh, Kevin and Margaret have broken up. I'm mm. sorry, this is so long, but it's so complicated. <laughs> I'm curious if literally anyone cares. You think any listeners like tuned in and be like, okay, and then what? (laughs) They're writing it down. It's actually so complicated. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, there are three Vanessa Hudgenses. Margaret is going to be queen. She doesn't want to be queen. She broke up with Kevin the baker. She switches back with Stacy to give her some time to get to know Kevin the baker again because she's like, I want to hang out with you. I'm sorry I broke up with you. <laughs> Amid the switch, the third Vanessa Hudgens, who's named Fiona, busts in and she wants to be coronated so mm. that she can transfer money to herself and then leave. Yeah. So uh, she's uh, just like, she switches. Great plan. She switches with Margaret. But Margaret is actually Stacy because they'd already stop, 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 stop. <laughs> Just let's call it. You're At right. the end, the switch gets everybody it switches gets back. back. <laughs> it's so cute. <laughs> this 
movie's insane. Uh, everybody switches back. Uh, Margaret yeah. becomes queen. Fiona probably Aww. goes to jail. And Stacy stays with her prince. That's all okay. I got. Okay. That was so long. I'm you so got sorry. it, you guys? Okay. okay, great. So let's go into our actual categories now. Let's do some highlights. So Kate, just take that one away. Great. Uh, this movie has combined my latest TV interests, which includes mm. The Crown, which I watched this week, mm. The Great British Bake Off, which I've been watching for several months. Uh, and mm. really all it needs is I was waiting for like a rousing chess match to just create, like combine all three of my interests. Yeah. Um, but listen, I do want to see a baker like baking in a palace. Uh, sure. It's just Bake Off meets The Crown. And <laughs> so I appreciated that. I really did. That's great. Um, I you. like the Sia Christmas <laughs> song. <laughs> Wait, like, what? where was that? I don't know, Amelia. It was in the middle. Okay. <laughs> what do you want me to say? When they switched. Oh, this um, is going so well. And then oh. my second highlight was Kevin, I guess. I don't know. This one is hard. Oh, God. Oh, Liz, I swear to God, you never watched a cringe one movie. It's fine. <laughs> Um, my other highlight as a person who watched this movie is at one point, Vanessa Hudgens is playing Fiona, who mm. is playing Stacy, who is playing Margaret. But then she Fiona doesn't know that she's playing Stacy as Margaret. So then Fiona is actually playing Margaret. But then oh she like God. has to switch back and forth and be Fiona playing Margaret playing Stacy. And I just want to say, where is Vanessa Hudgens Oscar? Mm-hmm. OK, it's a feat. <laughs> it's a feat of acting. Such that I have never seen. Uh, And yeah, it it was okay. She did okay. I can't. Oh my God. I will say that the accent work, because there is a subtle difference between Maggie or, well, she called, Fiona calls her Maggie Moo, but Margaret and Fiona, like Fiona is more of the like, uh, hello. uh, I, yeah. Well, that that doesn't make any sense because like I didn't (laughs) say anything. That was actually pretty good. But Yeah. yeah, it's like, it's not like, uh, it's the posh one is like Margaret. Margaret's like, mm-hmm. hello, I'm, I'm yeah. royalty. And then Fiona is like, oh, hi, I own a flat in London yep. and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. You nailed it. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that. So there is subtle accent work going on. So I guess <laughs> she can get her Oscar. But also props to her for not just ruining every take by laughing at the script and the fact yeah. that she has to like talk to herself and put on <laughs> accents. Because yeah. I think she had a great time making this movie. I have I'm to sure tell she you. did. I think Vanessa sure. Hudgens is just inordinately proud of these films. I'm sure. I actually do want to talk about the accents, which actually brings us to our next category, the lowlights. Mm. There, I I can't really like describe it that well, but there is something about Vanessa Hudgens' British accent in both of those two roles mm-hmm. that sounds like when you do it for yourself and you're just like alone in your room for fun. Like it sounds like so bad bad that you were like is yeah. this good like and it's just not do you know what I'm saying like yes. if all three of us yes. did a British accent it would sound like Vanessa Hudgens this is a Netflix movie was there a dialect coach perhaps I'll have to no. look at the credits no it sounds like you know like on ABC Family where they have Harry Potter marathons all weekend mm-hmm. it sounds like you laid down in the morning and watched Harry Potter all day and then you woke up and said something to your mom and yeah. you just like adopted the accent a little bit. Yeah, you yeah, like try. Like, I can't believe it. Mother, and everyone's yes. like, don't do that again. And you're like, well, <laughs> and like, that was Vanessa Hudgens in this movie, right? Absolutely, Ugh. it's pretty bad. Anyway, <laughs> what's sorry. another uh, low light? A low light for me is that if you have a prince in a movie, especially in a low budget, well, this actually kind of seemed to be high budget, but a Christmas movie, <laughs> the mm. prince has to be hot. It's like sure. the absolute bare minimum yeah. thing. The prince in the movie has to be hot. And Mm -hmm. he is just not. No, no, Mm -hmm. like apologies to Prince Edward. But at one point, Fiona calls him like six pack prince, which is just objectively untrue. Uh, His face is just not hot. And I just am like, oh, like literally all you had to do was stand there and be hot. Six pack prince. I know. I know that there are a ton of Hallmark (laughs) actors that would have killed for this role. I don't know where they found this guy or why. Uh, he's pretty he, cardboard to be completely yeah. honest he yeah. is bringing absolutely nothing to the table <laughs> and I just needed like bare minimum you have to have a hot prince in this yeah. movie you just have yeah. to yeah. more like concave stomach you know yeah, that's about <laughs> how it was yeah, yeah. not yeah. great dad bod prince oh yeah. 
Um, also, I know we are a fan of the good old makeover scene mm-hmm. in movies. This movie had the lamest makeover scene of all time. They were just sitting in chairs and like pretending to do stuff with her hair. I mean, like, oh my God, your hair is different. And like, <laughs> let's put on dark lipstick. So you're Margaret. Right. Like, they already kidding? look the same. So uh, truly, I don't yeah. know what they expected us to look at. <laughs> there wasn't any good music. It was just them sitting in chairs and putting on lipstick. Right. Like it's not a makeover scene if you're taking someone who looks a certain way and making them look the same way. (laughs) Right. Oh, my God. Yeah. Not great. (laughs) Uh, And then my final low light is, uh, if you recall, when we talked about this year's Netflix slate, I mentioned that there was no Christmas Prince 4, which Mm. were previous Netflix Christmas movies the past three years in a neighboring country called Aldovia. Um, And in the first Princess Switch (laughs) movie... Vanessa Hudgens watches A Christmas Prince on Netflix. Okay, she and the prince, Stacey and the prince, sit down and watch this film on Netflix. It has four stars, which if it were me, I would have given it five stars if I was promoing (laughs) my own movie. to be realistic about it. My own movie in the movie. Yeah. Uh, So they watch this movie. And at the end of A Princess Switch, switched again, Vanessa Hudgens is walking down the aisle to be coronated. And Mm. they show the crowd and the princess and prince and baby from A Christmas Prince are in the crowd. Which totally ruins all continuity in the extended Netflix Christmas cinematic universe. Because if mm-hmm. they watched it on Netflix, how do these people exist in the same universe? She also mentions Aldovia, which is the country in a prince, a Christmas prince. So our options are, one, uh, they just don't care about continuity on Netflix. Yep. That's two, it. Ding, ding, ding. Two, the Christmas Prince movies are documentaries in the world Whoa. of a princess switch. Wow. I don't know what the answer is. I think it's probably just that Netflix doesn't care. But yep, that's well, it. I yeah. want to know how Vanessa Hudgens' other movie, which I, for some reason, watch. I don't know if you guys did. Was The Night Before Christmas or some oh, other time right. travel one? I want to see how all of these worlds align because... They're fucking oh with. God. It's like we live in the Matrix in this yes. made up world. <laughs> the Vanessa yeah. Hudgens Matrix. Oh yes. my God. Okay, let's do the Vanessa Hudgens showdown. So we got three Vanessa Hudgens. We got Stacy, Margaret, and Fiona. And Kate has already taken us through some of those characteristics. I won't <laughs> repeat them because I can't remember. So let's go through each person. And I don't know what kind of deem a winner, maybe? Yeah, we got to okay. rank. We got to power rank the Vanessas, okay. I think. Great. First of all, Stacy, she's the baker from Chicago. Definitely the realest Vanessa Hudgens because she gets to talk in her own accent. She gets to be American. However, Stacy in this movie is the one who comes up with the idea of swapping herself and Margaret again. But she decides not to tell her husband. That's weird. Which, first of all, you should tell your husband anything mm-hmm. in general. But also, like, if you're playing with the fate of, like, the United Nations, which she currently <laughs> is... Like, this is like some our relationship shit where her prince could go online and be like, my wife switched with her twin and didn't tell me. And I was talking to the twin and like romancing right. the twin and it wasn't my wife. Because there's no harm in telling him, right? Like, he, no. what is he? He's not going to foil any plan. Right. He's, he's no not going to tell game. on you. He's your husband. Yeah. Like, he's definitely a good guy. So I don't mm-hmm. I just do not understand that decision. It seems very toxic. In a yeah. relationship. Stacey's definitely like kind of weakest link situation in my opinion. Pretty boring. But we can go mm-hmm. through the other two to really see if that's true. Yes. Um, so Margaret is the royal, right? Or like yes. the other royal. Well, Stacey okay. also technically a princess yeah, now. Yeah. Please keep up, Elizabeth. Uh, Margaret <laughs> Margaret is the duchess who at the end becomes queen of Montanaro. Yeah, that's uh, what I, I said, I can't right? believe I know all this. <laughs> um, but what I don't get is why she couldn't just hang out with Kevin at the palace instead of swapping places with Stacy again to hang out with Kevin. Like, just go, just go outside. Just, right. you have a whole palace to hang out with him in. Right. Watch a movie. <laughs> or like, yeah, shut down the Christmas tree park or wherever they went. Like, I don't, right. you're, whatever that was. <laughs> like, you don't need to do, take life into your own hands. Very passive woman. It just didn't seem like the swap was necessary for her to just oh. date Kevin, uh, which right. was what this whole movie was about. But right. um, Amelia, give me your oh thoughts God. on Margaret. Well, I know you're going to talk about Vanessa having fun with Fiona, but I would say if she wanted an Oscar, <laughs> she was going to get it with Margaret because she went on all out at the end when she, you know, when she, spoiler alert, married Kevin and she welled up a little bit. There was some, how long do you think she kept her eyes like really open so she could well up tears? Or do you yeah. think she like pinched herself? Or do you think there were like, like, no, they um, have eye drops now. That shit's really okay. Easy, so it was just, like. okay, okay, okay. Cause <laughs> yeah. I was like, wow, wow, Vanessa. She wow. really went for it. You're right. That she was her did. Oscar bait role. 
Definitely. It was. Totally. It was. Definitely. Totally. Yeah. I also feel like Margaret as a woman didn't factor in poor Kevin's daughter, which is like oh. this random other side character in this movie. Poor little girl. Yeah. Kevin the baker has a daughter from a previous marriage and she's like a full girl. She's like, I don't know, looks nine or ten. Yeah. And as they're, you know, whatever, they get married, I suppose, at the end, they need to talk more about thrusting this poor girl into the royal spotlight. We've yeah. seen what that can do to people, especially women. It's very harmful. True. I feel like, Margaret, you should have been thinking about that. She's just worried about herself, you know? A lot of, like, really quick uh, weddings in this franchise. <laughs> Stacey got married to Prince Edward in, like, two days. Yeah, they're playing uh, fast and loose here. <laughs> yeah, and then Margaret and Kevin get married at the airport. Like, <laughs> right. I don't know what we're doing And the here. priest was like, I have to go on my flight. <laughs> I might have missed that part. Okay. Yeah, okay. you definitely uh, did. <laughs> let's do Fiona, the final one, the, like, fun slash, like, evil, you know, per- the yeah. third Vanessa Hudgens. Uh, this is blonde Vanessa Hudgens for the right. first part of this movie. Really bold, I think, of them to be like, let's add another Vanessa and let's also give her an accent. Just mm-hmm. because you could have just had someone American. I guess not True. in the plot of this movie, but I would have well, found a way for Vanessa not to have to do another accent. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she was already were, in leopard print, which, you know, was yeah. their like calling card. Like that was right. what signified, you know, they didn't have to do the she like was yeah. Yeah. She, I do think she was okay at this accent, actually. I think the like kind of Cockney accent was a little better, uh, mm-hmm. but I think she was having the most fun with this one. She was very like, uh, Amelia's about to say this, but it's big like Cruella DeVille vibes That's, for this villain. <laughs> Exactly what she was doing. It was a yes. low budget impression of Glenn Close. She watched it once and was like, "Okay, yeah, I'm gonna emulate I that." Do that. <laughs> yeah, and maybe Emily Blunt in The Devil Wears Prada because that's yeah. a good one bitchy, too. You know, that's definitely a good one. Was, yeah, I had uh, some problems with like her random ass language. She calls her, she says "cuzzy" a lot to refer to her cousin. I don't know. I I have some problems, but we can just keep moving. <laughs> so between Stacy, Margaret, and Fiona, are we all giving it to Fiona? Sure. I would say Fiona, Margaret, Stacy in the uh, Vanessa Power ranking. Yeah, sure. agreed. Um, who is your guys' MVP, Kate? I got to give it up for the set designers. First of all, mm. they filmed these movies in Romania in real castles, oh, wow. Uh, oh, wow. which is dope. And they go all out in terms of like the Christmas decorations in the palace, on the sets, and like the winter market. And, like, way more hardcore than other Christmas movies I've seen recently. Like, really, every single scene has lights and Christmas trees and wreaths and tinsel, which yeah. I appreciate it. That's what you want in a Christmas movie. Just really yeah. over-the-top decorations. That's a good one. Amelia, yeah. who's your pick? I noticed that, too. It was really, like, intense like and all beautiful. Out. Yeah. yeah. I was like, wow. Um, I would say, you know, Netflix for catering to literally everyone. They're just like, you know what? We want an Oscar really bad. So we're going to release, you know, Mank and other movies like that. But also we want you to laugh at Vanessa Hudgens. So we're going to release the Princess Switch switched again. And they're just yeah. like here for all of us. And I really appreciate that. Thank you. It's Netflix. true. It's true. From the big you know? picture to tea time. They give us yeah, what we need. Truly. <laughs> I want to give the MVP to Vanessa Hudgens for just securing the bag. She is the top mm. three, like, build characters. And she also is the producer of this movie. Wow. So she was just, like, raking in cash from this thing. And I honestly respect it. I'm I'm curious to see what her producer involvement was, but um, she is if, billed as that. So. And, you know, if, if anyone was going to donate to COVID relief, she should do it because she had that <laughs> moment, that, yep. that video, which oh, shit, not right. okay. And— Vanessa, step up, girlfriend. Yeah. Donate oh Fiona's Fiona's uh, portion of this movie yeah, to COVID. Yeah, exactly. You have we three know you portions. have it. We know yeah. you have it. All right, right, let's do lightning round before we quit Princess Switch Switch it again. So <laughs> what is the best marrying into royalty movie or show, Kate? Uh, it's a genre that I quite enjoy. And the best, my favorite uh, movie in this category is The Prince in Me with Julia Stiles. Oh. Anyone? Yeah. Uh, yes. Mm-mm. Never seen it, but no. Guys, know about we it. should add this to our cringe mode list. It's actually okay. a legitimately good movie. Really good okay. rom-com. Uh, actually has a hot prince, which is huge. Mm. Huge. Um, yeah. I just love it. The Prince in Me just created this, <laughs> created this genre. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if my answer really counts. I said what a girl wants, the Amanda Bynes Ooh. movie. And she she doesn't marry into royalty, but it's her family and her mom marries into it. And then she like goes to find her dad and like the right. dad is royal. Right, so right. that's my pick. Amelia, that's what's a good your pick? pick? 
Um, I said, I feel like there's probably some good fanfic out there floating around on like one of those Angel Fire websites. <laughs> Do you guys, you're yeah. probably too young to remember that. But um, <laughs> circa the early 2000s, you know, when Prince William was still single and had like um, a full head of hair. You know, when yeah, he that one year, like, oh my God. Yeah, that one year when he was hot, that one, literally yeah. one year. Yeah. It'll be like the next season of The Crown. We'll get, we'll get that oh, content. I'm yeah. into that. Yeah. 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 All right. Next one. How should they incorporate another Vanessa into the next movie? So to be clear, that would be Princess Switch, switched again, and then switched again. Wow. I think that's Time. the exact title that they'll go with. That's on the development <laughs> yeah. desk at Netflix right now. Um, um, so how should they incorporate another Vanessa? I think they should just keep this bit going. I think next that they should put her in old lady makeup and make her oh, like great idea. Margaret's mother or grandmother. That's um, good. We may have already met Margaret's mother in the first movie. I don't remember. So maybe mm-hmm. like a, an old grandma queen in a neighboring country or something. Yeah. Um, I just feel like she we need to like get some prosthetics into this mix, you know? I like yeah, that. I really, I really like that. that. That's a good idea. Amelia, you. what's your pick? Um, You know, we were talking about how this whole franchise kind of plays fast and loose with literally everything about it. Um, I think we should just give Vanessa Hudgens a Margaret twin sister, like a long lost twin sister. We don't know how they were split up, but they'll, Doesn't they'll matter. figure it out in the last mm-hmm. hour. Yeah. And she's now challenging her as the rightful ruler of Montanaro. Love so that. Really good yeah. ideas out of both of you, actually. Oh, thank you. Um, and I said no comment because I'm not giving Netflix an idea for free. But you guys had, to be honest, True. you guys just had better ideas. That's a cop out. <laughs> it is. Okay. And then lastly, in this category, would you watch another Princess Switch movie? Sure. I also said sure. I might watch the first Liz to get some context. I haven't watched either one thus far. So no. All right. Let's go on to the next category. <laughs> Let's do Tea Time's unanswerable questions. Amelia, go ahead. Thank you. Coming okay. strong with this one. Yes. So, okay. I know this is not, I know we've been Oh my God, I just not, read it. I knew, oh. you hadn't, I knew you hadn't seen it yet. <laughs> um, this is not a political podcast, but yeah, yeah. We've talked about it, blah, 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 blah. Just bear with me for five seconds. Um, in an essay for Vanity Fair, Ivanka Trump's ex-best friend, Lysandra Orstrom, claimed in this scathing piece that Ivanka blamed a fart on one of her classmates. And actually the quote is, one of the earliest memories I have of Ivanka from before we were friends is when she blamed a fart on a classmate, (laughs) which, wow, I want to know, have you ever blamed a fart on another person? I have to say, I genuinely don't remember, but if I had, it would be when I was like young and in school. Right. And like, yeah. that's what boys are there for to blame shit on, you know? Sure. So like, probably, <laughs> but we live and grow and learn that honesty is but the best see, policy. Right. And I don't think you would do it today. Right. Right. Just right. own up to it. Yes. I have actually had a fart blamed on me, what? which was not no. the case. Yes. In eighth grade in French class. That's, you'll guy, remember that. That's yeah. pretty fucked up. He farted and then he was like, oh my God, Liz. And everyone believed him. And you know me now. Imagine me in the eighth grade. Oh my God. And I was like, literally died and never came back out. And that I just will never forgive him for that. that I actually looked him so up on mean. Facebook. It is mean, isn't it? That's He's like really engaged mean. now. Oh, well, Damn, they so always are. I hope he I know. gets disengaged. No, I wonder I'm if his sorry. fiance knows that he has blamed a fart on me, Liz you Kelly, should, in the past. Maybe you should write DM to her. Writing in the yeah. DMs being like, I have information that you need to know. <laughs> hey, girly, I know you don't know me, but... Da, da, da. Hey, girly. Right. So, and I just want to say, you know, I was thinking about this the other day because I went down a dark hole of, this is very embarrassing, of like, call her daddy Reddit. Hmm. I don't well, I don't know why I do this to myself. Be, just I don't because know I, I hate myself. But um, you know, I, I feel like the Call Her Daddy podcast has probably some kind of rule list, like gluck gluck if you fuck fuck, or you know, something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I was thinking, like, if tea time had rules, I think one of our main rules would be always be accountable for your own farts. Mm. <laughs> I'll add that to our list. We okay. can start. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't know where you were going with that, but yeah, ultimately I agree. You know, take ownership of your spiritually. Parts. Spiritually, sure. I agree. Thank you. <laughs> All right. I should, okay. Anyway, okay. Next question. Next question. Uh, my question is: uh, As Amelia introed at the beginning, why the fuck isn't Taylor Lautner in the Shark Boy and Lava Girl sequel? Netflix, as we said, catering to everyone, just announced they are bringing back 
Shark Boy and Lava Girl, the 2005 film that I saw in theaters. I remember it well because my dad walked out and said it was the worst movie he'd ever seen. And I was quite offended as a nine-year-old. And as you know, the first one starred Taylor Lautner as the iconic titular Shark Boy. Mm. Uh, And he's not in this new one. It's the same girl. I think it's Taylor Dooley, who I definitely thought was Alexa Vega from uh, Spy Spy Kids (laughs) until I looked her up and was like, oh, this is someone totally different. And then some rando guy playing Shark Boy and Twitter was pissed. Twitter was like, I looked at Taylor Lautner's Instagram and it says unemployed. So I don't know why he couldn't show up to be Shark Boy again. Yeah. Uh, but he didn't. And my question is why, Taylor Lautner? Like, what else do you have going on? He truly. must be truly just like f- taking a step back from acting because this mm. is the easiest, best check. Also, it like, pr- you know, it's like everybody's memories. It's like such an easy role to fill again. It's right. not really like that daring. or It's like that two bold. weeks in front of a green screen. Yeah. You know, I'm like... And it's not that embarrassing. You're already where Jacob, like how right. much further can you go? You know, right? <laughs> that's bizarre. I yeah. No I think it's a missed opportunity on his part. I really do. Definitely. It is for sure. And then lastly, my question is like, you know, we're thinking about cringe mode. Thinking about next week. It's Thanksgiving. Why genuinely? Why are there no good Thanksgiving movies? I, mm-hmm. if you look on like Thanksgiving movies on Google, it ranges from Paul Blart Mall Cop to <laughs> Beethoven. Honestly, the movie and then it has the pieces of April Dan in real life, like Sweet November. Like, what are these fucking <laughs> movies? I cannot believe it. The idea of Thanksgiving is the perfect movie, right? Because you have mm. the ensemble cast, you got all the family members, you have like the one inciting incident that like the entire movie revolves around the dinner, and then mm-hmm. it's all the drama. It feels crazy that Aaron Sorkin hasn't like knocked out like a really good really talky Thanksgiving movie. That's crazy. You know, on that note, yeah. there are a ton of great Thanksgiving TV episodes, though. Mm. There's West Wing, speaking of Aaron Sorkin, okay. Bob's Burgers, <laughs> Friends, oh. New Girl. Yeah. yeah, Tons of great shows have, like, really great Thanksgiving episodes. But no good Thanksgiving movies. You're right. <laughs> yeah. If you guys have any, if you like any Thanksgiving movies, just let us know. Maybe we'll cover it next week. We don't really have a plan. Um, ooh, that reminds me. Can I talk about what we're doing next week? Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay, cool. If you've made it this far, I don't know why I announced this at minute 50, but we're doing a mailbag next week. So um, I plugged our social media at the top, but it's at Tea Time Pod on Instagram and then at Tea Time underscore 33 on Twitter. Send us your questions. They could be holiday related. I'll try to find my childhood diary. Maybe I'll do another another reading. Um, But yeah, send us your questions, please. And we'll be answering them next week. Lovely. Okay, great. Thank you, Kaya, our producer. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kate Alwell. And I'm Amelia Wedemeyer. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.